0: He's got connections, from actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians.
1: Andy Hall.
0: His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. We are looking forward to April 30 and the release of Royal Blood's third studio album entitled Typhoons. Mike Kerr and Ben Thatcher from the band are my special guests in today's Hall Pass. From the sound of both Troubles Coming and the title track, gents, it feels like this collection of songs will be a hell of a lot more than just a fresh coat of paint on the foundation you built over the first two albums.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot has changed in Camp Royal Blood. And uh, we've got a fresh new record that's got um, some groovy hits. They're all hits, but some of them are less groovy than others um, because you can't have... Uh, all the groove you've got to share share the groove um, and respect the groove so yeah we're really excited to have this record coming out and it's great to have these new these two new singles out and um, we've got great response so far and yeah it's it's all going good for us
0: Mike, the making of this album was pretty unorthodox from what I've seen and heard in interviews you've done recently. It sounds like the entire creative process was sort of turned on its head compared to how you'd worked previously. Kind of an interesting microcosm, if you think of it, of how the rest of the world has had to pivot and adapt to changing conditions. What was your experience like?
2: The experience, I felt, resembled a process not too dissimilar from creating our debut record in the sense that. A debut record, you have a lot more time. And the way we made our debut was in these multiple sessions. And what that allows is time for reflection and time for your ideas to develop as as you kind of go along, rather than going in and making a record on Tuesday the fifth, and then we just finish, and then you don't really have time to gain perspective on what you've made until you're you're you know you're out on the road somewhere and so this was, um, yeah, this was. I, I felt like the horror that's going on right now actually s- strangely served us, you know?
0: Interesting. I, when you're in and out of the recording process, as you were, <laughs> with the songs that ended up on Typhoons, is there a temptation for either of you to tinker with what's already been put down? Or is there a point you feel that a song is as good as you're going to get it and you're always forward thinking on, and on to the next one?
2: Yeah, I think that um, that's a that's a discipline that takes time, knowing when to stop. Um, but I think this being the third record, I, I like to think we've learned that to a degree of knowing knowing when enough's enough. And um, funnily enough, there's there's songs on the record, in fact, where some of the majority of the songs is still the demo, because that's another thing that we we learn is that. We're very good at making great sounding demos and sometimes you end up throwing down all of your mojo on the demo and then when it comes to Tuesday the 5th, the day where you must be vibey and you must be into it, suddenly you can't perform it the same way you did. So yeah, this record is, not only have we known kind of when to stop, but we've also known when to not start?
0: <laughs> Mike Kerr and Ben Thatcher, Royal Blood, checking in from the UK. Where exactly are you guys, Ben?
1: I'm in Royal Blood HQ at the moment. We've got um, got Mike's pedals here. We have the drum kit down there. I've got um, a mouse over there. Is this
0: facility some uh, somewhat of a new venture for you guys, or have you had this for a while?
1: It is we've ha- we um came in here in october or november around that time and uh it's our new haven it's a place that we're gonna make many many more tunes in i love that that's really cool
0: to have your own spot and by the way typhoons if i'm not mistaken is your first self-produced album
2: yeah that's that's right i mean we've always had um a co-production on on previous records but I, i don't i think this record in particular we didn't really set out to to produce it ourselves it's it's more something that happened by default some of these songs we knew we had a vision for that was so clear kind of like what i was saying about the demo thing where we would make these demos and then by the time we'd come to the finish line it it was almost like having a third party producer just wasn't a natural part of the process so um yeah it seemed. it would. It seemed unfair to to invite a producer in when we when we knew what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it.
0: You know, it's interesting. Most producers that I know are uh, gear junkies. But in this day and age, with technology being much more versatile and cheap, uh, is that even necessary anymore to amass a ton of different instruments, mics, and amps to reach the types of sounds that you're going for?
2: I guess it depends what you're going for. But to answer kind of simply, no, I don't. I, don't, I think you can make a great record on your laptop at home. And I think the magic, the true magic of that is being able to capture those moments as they appear in consciousness and you you capture all of the character and attitude and, and you don't have to wait till the fifth, the recording day. You can just be wherever you, where, where, whenever the mood strikes, you can lay down your idea and that may be the take. And that's what's amazing about technology. And yeah, you know, everyone, everyone has a, a studio now in their house.
0: You know, despite the heaviness of a global pandemic and, you know, the uncertainty of what lies ahead, I can't help but feel as though the two of you had a lot of fun making Typhoons. At least that's the impression I get from the vibe of the first two songs we've heard.
2: Yeah, I think ultimately the the um, the reason for starting this band was for our own enjoyment, you know? And I don't think we like the idea of, of, of making a record that reflected the mood of what was going on at the time i know they say that's the artist's duty to reflect the times but for us we've always felt like royal blood's a roller coaster you know and the world would be a sad place without them so it the record process i think became a bit more profound knowing that this was we're making medicine for ourselves you know we're making music that that made us feel good during a pretty terrible time so it gave it more, an importance, weirdly.
0: A big favor you're doing for us, the fans as well, because we all could use a little bit of positive reinforcement right now. And we're going to get that through the release of Typhoons on April 30th. Mike Kerr and Ben Thatcher from Royal Blood are my guests. And I'll tell you, Trouble's Coming it was an instant first listen love for me. And by the way, I'm a terrible dancer. Um, so it wasn't necessarily that. I know we've heard a lot about how uh, it has sort of like that that dance groove to it but I got to tell you guys I, I'm such a fan of that song and I saw your performance on James Corden's show a little while back and um what was interesting I thought was you had a a female doing some backup vocals and some other instrumentation and I know Royal Blood is technically a two piece but implementing new elements like that really kind of opens up some new doors doesn't it
2: yeah it's it's um it's crucial to us that we play live and that we don't play along to a laptop <laughs> so if there's anything that we feel unable to do live, um, we have our, yeah, we have, we have some extra help and it's fun. It, yeah. It, it, again, it brings a new dynamic to the stage. And, um, some of these songs are so feel good, you know, it, it's nice to have more people up there sometimes. And it yeah. kind of, it does give our sets some dynamics as well. Cause we go back to our old school songs and, you know, and it will um, be just the two of us. So yeah, it's, it's fun.
0: How about for you, Ben, getting out there and playing these new songs? I mean, they really translate well <laughs> to the live show, whether there's an audience there in front of you or not.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't wait for it to happen, really. Um, it's strange releasing music without um, having our fans fans around and having shows to, to play. But um, we'll get there at some stage, I'm sure, and it'll be wild.
0: No doubt. And I'm fascinated by the entire creative process, you guys, all the important decisions that... <laughs> are made leading up to the release the naming of songs the titling of albums the artwork that all-important first single in that decision were there any dis or was there any disagreement at all that trouble's coming should be the first taste of typhoons
2: i don't think so i think that the way that song came about solidified our idea of of the direction of the album and the kind of album we wanted to make so as well as it being a a what we felt like felt like was a strong song I, we also felt like it was a natural way of introducing everyone to the, to the new record because it kind of, it, it, yeah, it was the, it was the spark really that, that, that kicked everything off. So it felt like, yeah, it just felt very natural, but there's no, there's, there's rarely disagreement. And I guess the beginning of deciding on those things start, everyone starts off by oscillating and not knowing what that track's going to be, but then, You end up doing full circle and and you go back to where you started, and and those things, those decisions become very obvious.
0: (laughs) What stood out about the title track that led you to name the album
2: as such? It felt very driven by the lyrics of of Typhoons. And I think a mixture of intentionally and uh, and subconsciously, the theme of that song seemed to sum up the entire record, really. And there was a that I just noticed there was some subconscious patterns and and through lines lyrically where i was often talking about being stuck in a a thought cycle and being stuck in um yeah something um in your own mind really and like lots of feelings of of um yeah being lost in this kind of cyclical vicious cycles and it all suddenly noticed that this was a recurring theme in the songs and typhoons i think yeah just it seems to say that the most succinctly so even all the artwork and everything suddenly centered around that
0: couple of quick items before i let you guys go and i really appreciate you taking the time for me today if you could do me the favor i've heard the story but i'm sure many of my listeners haven't of you guys sneaking into a royal blood tribute show how cool is that
2: yeah it was it was fun um they were um so they're called royal monster and they're brilliant they're brilliant and there's it's a feeling I can't really describe. It's very surreal, it's a very surreal experience. And I actually went with my family. It was the whole thing. They were playing in Brighton and we all kind of went down and um, I got to hang out with them afterwards and they're really nice guys. But I think I've spoken in a previous interview about um, watching it's the closest I guess we will ever come to watching our show. Yeah. and um, you, you will never truly know what it's like to be in the audience and watch us play, obviously. But that's a kind of a close enough attempt for us um, to, to experience it. And I, I weirdly found it inspiring because, <laughs> and let me finish before you think I'm a um, egomaniac. It, it's, it's more that I felt I noticed that there were sort of feels and um, perhaps dynamics missing from our set, where I thought, "Oh, wouldn't it like that? Wouldn't it be great if we had a song that did this at this point?" But those songs didn't kind of exist yet. And I think part of writing songs is creating what you want to be in existence that is you can't find out there. So watching the set, I was like, oh, it would be great if we had a thing there, but we don't have it. And I was like, oh, maybe that's... <laughs> and I think um, for us, live is so important. And we almost think of these songs as ammunition. And we're always thinking of what we could have in our set list that could be fun to play and bounce off each other. So I think, um, yeah, it's it was inspiring. And I think obviously we can't go out and play shows now but it's going to be fun having this record and 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 playing with how um the previous two records are all going to kind of bounce off each other and vibrate off each other and it's going to be a really exciting show let's hope it's sooner than later
0: for sure did did the boys play it cool when they found out you were in the uh, audience and were wanted to come back and say hello or were they did their jaws hit the floor
2: yeah, they they remained in character and played it cool.
0: It goes without saying that we're all starred for live entertainment and hoping for its return in some form or fashion asap. I mean, imagine for you guys, it's got you got to be just chomping at the bit to get out on the road and play these songs for an audience because, like I said, at least judging by the first two that I've heard, these are going to be really fun live show songs.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we've, we've come fairly close to being able to play play some of them together, but um, I think as we're seeing these live streams and and seeing, um, yeah, these virtual concerts, I think the one thing we can all agree on is that they don't compare to a live show. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, definitely experienced from our, from our end when we performed these songs just for cameras, you know, it, it, it really isn't the same. And it, it, I think it made us realize the, um, yeah, how much we, how much we really miss it, you know, um, and there's such a transaction of energy on stage between the fans and us, and they really fuel how we perform. And um, yeah, those first kind of shows back with these songs is going to be it's going to be mayhem.
0: Real quick for the both of you, I want both to, to hear your answers to uh, from both of you here uh, in the lead up to a release. And this is your third album, Typhoon's April 30th. Are there nerves, or are you just excited to get it out? Are you already over it and ready to move on to the next album? Where's your head at as we lead up to a release? I'll let Ben 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 can say how he feels about
1: um, it. It's excitement, really. It's and almost relief because we've had all these songs for quite a long time now, and we, it's what we do. We love writing songs, and we love performing songs, and. There's nothing more exciting than releasing those your creations out to the world. So um yeah, I don't think there's anything to be nervous about because we really love what we've we've made and are really confident um with it and that's all that really matters. Uh we've already won with that so um we just yeah, it'll be great for people to hear it and and we'll go from there.
2: Mike yeah, yeah, it's similar feelings, really. It's um, it's exciting, you know. It's it, it, we've been um, we've been sitting on songs that were, you know, some of them are for a long, long time, and others are very recent. But I think it's our greatest album yet, you know. And it, it's such a shame that we're releasing it while well, the world's in the state that it's in right now. But at the same time, it just feels good to be getting it out there and um, setting it free, so we can share what we've been up to.
0: Well, judging by the amount of airplates getting here in the States, including on this radio station, we're big fans. Uh, our fans are big fans, and we can't wait for Royal Blood to get back out on the road again and
2: hopefully come visit us here in Des Moines, Iowa. Mike, Ben, thank you guys so much for the time today. Thank Thanks you man. very
1: much. Take care.